This is a Rooster Teeth production. And here we go. This is episode 21. Uh, previously, episode 20, we got Joe's Coffee at a drive-thru in Hancock Center because uh, I was in the middle of a production. Oh, right, right, yeah. I could not get away. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to go to Austin Java today. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, It's okay. We'll Wait, do it next time. Be, yeah, it'll be the next one. Oh, um, right. Was that going to be like a redemption? redemption yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll have the redemption episode on the next one. Um, this one, we're at Turnstile. Yeah, we're getting hardcore coffee. That's New, <laughs> New American hardcore coffee. <laughs> This is a, a hot coffee love connection. Uh, last time we talked about the I love you so much sign. Uh, what are your fuck you places? Talked about Lance versus Nito Burrito. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talked about getting around in Austin in 1999, visiting Baltimore, your top conventions, and street festivals. So it was kind of a smattering episode. All over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at, today, like you said, we're at Turnstile Coffee on Burnett, which is by the Q2 Stadium, where Austin FC plays, uh, most original name for a uh, soccer uh, club ever, and uh, it's real close to the domain. Well, I guess I should talk about we should talk about Turnstile real fast first. What's up with this place? <laughs> we well, tried for like <laughs> ten minutes to this get the first coffee? time I've ever been here. Which first time place, I've heard of this place? Which place are you talking about? This building or the other building? It's a it's a place with two buildings. One of which says, go here for coffee. You go there, and it says, go to the window for coffee. The window's closed. Then there's a sign that says, go to the other building for coffee. And then the other building is a bar. <laughs> but uh, there were dudes walking around in the building that we couldn't get coffee at. Yes. We could see people in like there. The northernmost building. I'm looking at a sign that says, open. Yeah. Uh, it's not open. No, it's definitely and not. There's signs that say, go to the window, and the window is closed. I'm, I'm very... I'm very perplexed by this business. Uh, anyway, so I guess it, their science is drive-through and burger stand. Um, Drive-throughs closed. Maybe. We didn't see any burgers. <laughs> we had to go inside a bar for coffee. <laughs> really weird. How is your? Co- how would you get an iced americano? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, if they serve it also like in what is this like a pint glass? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we went to the bar. They didn't know what to, uh, what to put it in. How is your uh, iced coffee? Watery. Um, very watery. It's really thin. Really thin. Uh, I keep. Picking it up and thinking it's going to be the biggest Jack and Coke I've ever oh, had God. in my life. I, if you told me I was drinking a uh, like a completely watered down, uh, left out for two days Diet Coke, I yeah. would believe you. Like mm-hmm. I'm not getting a lot of coffee out of no, this. No, it really it looks it's like brown s- and cold. <laughs> it looks like soda. It keeps tricking my brain into thinking it's soda because it's there's, out of a pint no glass. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. You're just looking at it. And you got like. Gus, I don't think I don't think if you walked by, you would look at these and go, "Those guys are drinking some coffee." (laughs) Well, the glass the glass is doing a lot of that there. You'd uh, you'd you'd walk by and say, "Well, they're sitting outside of what says it's a bar at nine in the morning, drinking huge Jack and Coke." They must have had. They must. They probably just. They're they're having a rough time because they're drinking doubles (laughs) at nine a.m. Yeah, well, ten. It's ten. I'd also I'd also like to point out that. We here in Austin spend roughly nine months out of the year complaining about the heat. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's like 70 right now, uh, but oh, it's, it's yeah. slightly I, I it's... windy, and I, I feel like I'm in the Antarctic. You are. Your body language and your whole demeanor when we came and sit, uh, sat outside, you are miserable. It is. How did it ever get so cold? <laughs> the, the, the great thing about this time of year in Austin also is... Like in the morning, I'll be like, oh, what am I going to wear? And I'll look at the weather. It's like, oh, it's going to get up to 80 today. But it's not. It's yeah. gonna, they're going to revise the forecast yeah. later and be like, oh, yeah, the high is going to be 70, and it's going to be cloudy and windy all day. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it's great. I'm really glad I wore shorts. It was it was in the set. It was in the set. I thought about bringing a jacket this morning, and then I asked Alexa, and she was like, "No, idiot! It's like 72 right now." And I was like, "Sorry, Alexa, Christ!" Yeah, okay. My watch says it's 73. That that seems that's, impossible. There's yeah. no way. It's it's, it's it, 65, maybe. Yeah. Oh, 42 yeah. degrees. <laughs> oh, 42 degrees. Um, says the guy in the long sleeve shirt. I put it on because I looked outside and I went, "Oh, this is not going to be good." Um, <laughs> We this should probably be a conversation that we don't have in the middle of the show, and we can get to the show. But what are we gonna do when it's like actually cold? Well, but that's only it's only actually cold for like two or three weeks out of the year. You listen to him right now. He's got it's because he didn't dress appropriately. If he had a jacket and pants on, he'd be fine. I had to have pants on. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're the you? one wearing shorts. I'm the, I'm the idiot here wearing shorts. You're dressed like Halloween. I really like. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing an You got your best <laughs> Griff shirt on. Appreciate the <laughs> shout out. Uh, no, I recognize that I am a big ass baby. Uh-uh. But that's what living in Austin for 28 years has done to me. You're hardened for the uh, for the heat. But if it's 110 it. degrees right now, I wouldn't be saying a yeah. word. No, uh, I would. L- <laughs> let me let me ask you guys something, and this this thing kind of get us kicking into the show. Moving here, I'm used to outdoor bars in San Diego. There's a lot of indoor-outdoor stuff or whatever because it's 72 degrees in a nice way Mm -hmm. every day. That's just the way that it is. I moved here, and it's mostly outdoor bars. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck are they doing that to you? Like, why are they – it is so hot in the summer, it's unbearable. And then in the winter, it's so cold, it's unbearable. You get – Nine good weeks a year where you're going, hell yeah. You don't have to air condition the whole thing. It's, it's cost saving. I mean, a lot of people move to Texas for the heat for the same reason people live in Arizona and New Mexico, right? Oh, uh, that's a good point. I think, I think a lot of people are, are, are into that. It's all a part of the, like, fucking yeehaw Texas aesthetic, you know? Sitting out in some lawn chairs and a bunch of crushed gravel. <laughs> drinking the fucking... Wow. Oh look, Crest Gravel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're in a bar coffee shop. We're not in a lawn chair, we're at a picnic table, but I mean that's pretty accurate. I mean, was that how it was always? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, that's just Austin, huh? Yeah, it's always been this way. Really? Yeah. Just sit outside, enjoy it. Enjoy the one tree that's turning <laughs> colors from orange and red. I I'm, I'm shocked you never see that here. That's our season tree right there. Everybody in Austin <laughs> comes to look at it. That's our season tree. It's been uh, Stephen F. Austin himself planted that. <laughs> I mean, I'll say the difference is that when Gus and I were younger, we were in our early 20s, we were still going to 6th Street and usually not till like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So you just yeah. were never outside plus, in the daytime. Plus, I remember also when I was younger, not bitching as much about it, like mm. just dealing with it and just putting up with it, like driving around knowing like, oh, it's 100, deg- like driving around in a little truck with no air conditioner with the windows down. It being like, oh, it's 100 degrees outside. Time to go drink. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that just. You're, you're far more accepting of shit when you're younger yeah. than you are as an adult. It's because you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, you, as you age, like, your patience goes up in a lot of areas and then way down in others. Yeah. You know, it really is. It's just like a lot of shit just flips on its head. There was, you, you said patience, and it made me think about something I haven't thought about in a long time. When, it, when we worked at the call center, you know, we dealt with a lot of old people. And there was, like, a common phrase they all said in relation to patience. Uh, They would, you know, they'd be like, oh, you know, they would be so grateful you're helping them figure out how to dial their internet connection up. And they'd be like, oh, you've got the patience of Job. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They all said it. If I went through an eight-hour shift, I probably got told I had the patience of Job 20 times. Well, we... 
We also, uh, we did tech support largely for East Texas and Louisiana and, well, was there any Louisiana? Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, East Texas, a lot of Mississippi. Yeah. And so it's a pretty, uh, you know, Rust Belt, Bible Belt, lot of, yeah. lot, a lot of deeply religious Southern people. So yeah. I imagine it, you know. That, that's where it came from? Comes from there. Um, so where we are today, you know, we're, we're like, we, like I said, on uh, Halfway to Dallas. Burnett, kind of close to Q2 Stadium, but we're also close to the Domain, which did not exist in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're by, right by the Pickle Research Center for UT. They do, like, supercomputer stuff there. Up here, the Domain, this used to all, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, I believe this all used to be the IBM campus up here. We like, used to play basketball up here. Yeah, IBM's still up here, but they've retreated. It's a mm -hmm. much smaller footprint. All of this used to be... Uh, IBM, and I think that's why they called it the domain because they started it like during the like really building it out during the dot com craze, and they wanted to capitalize. Oh. That's what I always assumed. That makes that sense. They wanted to capitalize like on internet terminology, and it was called the domain as a result of that. And I feel like it's gotten away from that because you know no one talks like that anymore. Yeah. But I felt like that was a big thing for them, like being oh yeah, it was IBM. Now it's you know we're using hip internet terminology. I don't know that that's true, but let's just that's, go that's ahead and cement tenor. that yeah. as fact. It's uh, and the fact. Oh, man, I had an idea for what the fucking name of the podcast comes from. Oh, really? I mean, we'll save it to the end. Okay. Right? Oh, that's, I'm excited. But, uh, and I wonder we'll if it's one I've it. had before or not, so you, all, okay. you guys will have to tell me. Okay, okay, all okay. Right. Cool. Um, how often do you go to the domain? Not very often at all. There's yeah. a, there's an Apple store there. Uh, if I need uh, something for my phone or my laptop, I guess I go there. Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, they, um, that like traffic scene at the beginning of Office Space was filmed right up here on Breaker, on that little stretch oh, right really? there. Yeah, and you can see, like... There's nothing there. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just in the in that opening scene, there's just, like, traffic in a couple of small buildings. That, yeah, that was, like, right around the corner from where we are over here. Speaking of office space, do you remember the old Rose dude who would stand out on oh, Riverside yeah. and sell roses? Yeah, in the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. I love that guy. I wonder what happened to him. He was in the intro for Austin Stories, that uh, yeah. MTV show. Yeah. I remember I saw him there a few times. Do you, do you know the full story behind that, actually? I feel like I used to. Um, so, I, I only learned the whole story recently, like, within the last year or two. Um... Oh, I remember what it was. Anyway, I'll, I, that, that's a spoiler. I watched a documentary about this on uh, on HBO, and it, it kind of like really explained the whole thing to me. But we got some uh, audio texture driving oh, through real fast. There's plenty of audio texture in this fucking episode. Um, so I guess there was a group of people out. I want to say out near Bastrop, who would uh, kind of like organize this rose selling all around Austin. Okay. And they would recruit homeless people and like be like you know hey if you come with us you know you can if you sell roses for us on the side of the road you get a cut of the money and mm -hmm. kind of like a you know a way for them to make money and a way for these people to also make money and uh you know would give these homeless people uh like a place to stay and and this was a documentary on hbo so the documentary was not about this explicitly okay this was a this was like a footnote in the documentary okay so these people who were who would set this up and were you know recruiting all these homeless people to sell roses around austin it was uh a person who had and this is what the documentary was about, who had tried to make a three-wheeled car and uh, in the 70s hmm. and 80s and tried to make it like a, a big deal and they were going to make this three-wheel car and it was going to revolutionize the auto industry and it just never came to fruition. Hmm. And there were like accusations of it being a scam. And it, it, it's, it, I don't want to say too much about it because it's actually a really interesting documentary. I don't remember the name of it for the life of me right now. But I'm sure if you look up three-wheel car, HBO documentary, documentary you'll yeah. find it and they'll go into the whole story and the story ends with eventually the people who ran this car company kind of went into hiding out near Bastrop and they were the ones who set up this group of homeless people who were going around uh yeah selling roses all around Austin uh it's a it's a really were, wild story were there 
intentions nefarious in some way? Were they taking advantage it's, of homeless people, no. or was it altruistic? It's like, ambiguous. Okay. Uh, you know, they definitely benefited from it, but you know, some of the some of the people. It it it. I don't want to say too much. Kind of spoils yeah, the documentary, yeah. but uh, it's ambiguous. Maybe there was some altruism. Maybe there was some uh, taking advantage of people. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting. Huh. So yeah, I'd like we saw those people, and specifically that guy who used to be there at Riverside in Thirty Five. He all like the time. He's like a mainstay. Day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. I guess he would get dropped off there. All his roses came from <laughs> came from Bastrop. When when you guys were living south of the river, and yeah. there was nothing up here. I mean, except for the IBM campus. Did you drove all the way up here to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there was a pickup game that somebody we worked with at Telenetwork had left and worked at IBM and invited us up. I want to say, or like a friend of. It was like a friend of a friend. Yeah. And so I feel like on like, I don't know, a couple nights a week, we would come up here for, for a brief period of time. Yeah. Um, it was here. And I don't know if you ever joined. We played occasionally over at the basketball courts by uh, Hancock. Basketball uh, courts over by Bartholomew where, Park? Like where the golf course is? There's like a little oh. basketball court in there. No. Oh, at Shide Park. No, I never played over there with y'all. I played um, there with Nick occasionally. We, we played there. And then briefly, we played at the apartment complex where Dave lived. Remember, we would have pickup games Which there. Which one? The one down off, kind of close to William Cannon, or no? It was off Riverside. Oh, oh, oh! Might that have been one. where J Ray. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. It was like off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we would play there a bunch, but yeah, I, I guess I never went to the Shad Park one. That that complex is actually really close to where we got coffee off of Old Torf. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, was, it was almost it was, walking was. distance from that place. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, weird. Uh, it was like down a little east and north around the corner from there. The, the thing I remember most about that is Dave was moving out, and he got like a keg. For like a goodbye party, and he threw it in the fridge, and it just busted through everything. Yeah, <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Oh my God. And he was like, oh, "Fuck it, I'm moving. I'm which, just we'll get my deposit back." Which set off a terrible chain reaction with me. I don't know if you remember this. No. He he said that he's like, "Fuck it, I'm not getting my deposit back." <laughs> and we had all been drinking, and I was kind of drunk, so I started destroying his apartment. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. What did you do? That. Uh, I don't want to get into specifics. I feel really bad about it. Sometimes to this day, I think about it I'm like, man, I was such a fucking dumb jerk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he definitely did not get his deposit back. But this is how you get it out because now if you talk about it, then maybe you won't think about it in like the middle of the day and it makes you go, ah, like those intrusive yeah. thoughts go but away it's also if you tell us what you did to <laughs> Dave's apartment. It's... <laughs> I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> you were you were maybe 22. Yeah, it may, no, not even. Maybe, maybe 21. 21, probably, yeah. And now you're, what, 45? 44, yeah. Yeah, 40, it's like over half your life yeah. ago. It sucks. It sucks to have a long memory. Yeah. Like, I, you, you mentioned that, and I think we've actually talked about this trip before, so I, we don't need to get into specifics, but it reminded me of the time that we went to visit our friend John in Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we were we were weirded out by his friends at the party, and then you locked yourself in the bedroom and refused to come out. <laughs> And we couldn't get you out of the bedroom because you didn't want to talk to his friends. But then we, I got you out of the bedroom, and we sequestered ourselves on his deck. Yeah. Uh, and then we did a terrible thing. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember what you're about there to say. There were a bunch of empty beer bottles. Oh, and we no, started, no, 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 no. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we decided to leave. So we were in Houston, and it's like... Three in the morning. Three in the morning or something. We're like, fuck it. We're going back to Austin. Uh, we had a driver. We had someone else with us who was uh, driving. It was my first wife. Yeah, neither of us were in any shape to drive. Uh, she was driving us back to Austin, and uh, yeah, yeah, and it was like the Woodlands or something. I think it was the Woodlands. It was the Woodlands. Uh, it was absolutely the Woodlands. And we uh, 
I don't remember. One of us was feeling sick or had to pee. Might have been both of us. Okay, it's Jeff. Jeff's raising his hand. I had to throw up. So we had to like pull over in the middle of nowhere at like three in the morning. It's pitch black, and Jeff's out there sick. And I think I was with you. And then we start like hearing things in the woods. They're coming at us. Like getting closer, and we're like, "There's something out there." Oh shit, we gotta go! Like, <laughs> like it was like it was like something out of a horror movie. It was like a mad dash back to the car because we could hear stuff in the trees, like all around us. Yes. We became hyper-aware that there were things alive in the woods all around us. <laughs> Can I tell you, this is not a this is not a story from our era, but it, it's me in Texas before we met. This is uh-huh. back when I was in the Army. I have the best something coming out of the woods story. Okay. I haven't thought about in probably 20 years, and Gus just jogged my memory. When I was stationed at Fort Hood, uh, this is probably 1994, my roommate was this guy, uh, Victor, who I liked a lot, and he decided to reclass into the medical field. And what that basically means is like he was, I don't remember what his job was, but he, uh, when his enlistment was up, he picked a different job in the army and they let you do that. And then he had, but he had to go through training again, which is basically like going through basic training again, but not that part, just the job part. Anyway, so he, he reclassed in the medical field. All the army medical schools are in San Antonio at Fort Sam Houston. Uh, and so he went from being my roommate to moving down to Fort Sam Houston. So all of our friends, we hopped into my, my buddy Dale's, uh, Chevy Blazer that was like bright green. It was like a like a bass boat, you know, with the sparkles. It was fucking hideous. But that was, that this sounds was, cool. it was in the 90s. You yeah. know? It was very cool in the 90s. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It was one of those things where like the back of the Blazer was like 92 speakers, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> your hair would it. stand up. When I, you, uh, I can picture it. And uh, we were driving around that guy. And uh, so we went to like send him off we drove him down to san antonio for the weekend and we thought we'll have one blowout weekend together before we'll never see this guy again because the army will send us in different directions we'll go back to austin he's a san antonio guy now and uh there's this thing i I may have talked about it on a previous episode but there's a thing where if you're in the military i think all military bases have hotels that you can stand for like 10 bucks a night and so we rented there was one room left and there were i want to say five of us crammed into this thing and so we, uh, we went to the hotel. They were like, we just have one room left, uh, but you can have it. Um, Ten bucks, whatever. So we all pile in. We're sleeping on the floor. And then we start to fall asleep. It's like maybe one in the morning. No, maybe, maybe like 11 o'clock at night. We're just, we'd been out drinking or whatever. We're tired. And, uh, and we start to hear a baby crying. And we can't figure out like where this baby crying has come from. It's fucking loud. So we turn on the lights and we realize there's like a door to an adjoining room that's unopened. Like, like we just, it was just like push shut, right? Oh, okay. Like a hotel, two, two yeah, rooms yeah. connected, you know? And we open it up and we go into that room and there's a baby in a crib. No adults. No adults a- or parents or anything. And we're like, what the fuck? So we go downstairs and we're like, there's a baby in there. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And it turned out like, some soldier and his wife were there, and they had to leave the room for a minute. Or I don't, I don't know how it happened, but that baby ended up in that room alone, and we freaked out, and that, we left. Yeah, I understand, understandably. We were just like, this is weird. Uh, the, the, the parents showed up, and then, but we were just like grossed out and like weird. And uh, so we were like, fuck it. We'll just go get like a, stay in a Motel 6 or something. And uh, it was one of those things where, you know, like we're all broke as shit. We're soldiers. We probably yeah. had to pool our money to afford the $36 for a Motel 6. And... Uh, so we drive around to a hotel, to a motel, and I was younger than everybody in the army. I was like, now I'm older than everybody, but when I was in the army, I was always the young guy that they made do shit, you know, because I was like five years younger than everybody. And so they, they made me go into all the motels. And I was, you know, probably at a mohawk 
and super punk rock, you know. Uh, punk rock soldier. Covered in spikes and dumb shit, right? And uh, I was pretty good about hiding my mohawk with my hair, the way I slick my hair back. Right. Um, I got away with it for a long time. Uh, but uh, and everywhere I went, and I don't know if it was legitimate or if it was we were going to cheap motels and they didn't want to deal with who I looked like at the time. But like every place we went to, they were like, yeah, we're sold out tonight. We're booked up tonight. We're booked up. We're all booked up. Convention in town or something, right? And so we gave up after trying, like, just going up and down the interstate, like, probably I-35, uh, just trying to find places to stay. And eventually, it's like 3 in the morning, and we are exhausted. And we're not going to go back and sleep next to the baby, who yeah. may be alone or not. And so we're like, we just got to stay in this car. Where, where can we go to stay in the car? And we're like, can we go to, like, a Walmart parking lot? And they're like, yeah, there's people around. And there's industrial areas all over San Antonio. So... My friend Dale goes, I used to do this all the time back in Vegas. I guess he's from Vegas. And uh, I, I don't guess he's from Vegas. He's from Vegas. I knew that. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, he's like, we, I used to do this sometimes when we drink. We would be out late at night in Vegas. We'll just go behind like a warehouse, be quiet as shit next to the woods, and we'll just fucking, uh, we'll just go to sleep there. We'll just sleep in the car. So we're like, cool, man. So we drive around forever until we find like an industrial complex that looks cool and a, like empty and safe. And we drive around behind... And um, just behind the building on like a dirt path, and then we go to sleep. And at this point, everybody is is so exhausted we all pass out pretty immediately. There's I'm like the, five of you in this blazer. There's three dudes in the back. Dale's in the front. I think it was like me. I was in the passenger seat because I was always having to run out and do shit. Yeah. Uh, Dale, Mike, maybe Victor, and and my friend Pete. And uh, and so uh, we're all like settled in, and we fucking get cozy, and we start to fall asleep. And as we're falling asleep. I keep like something's bug. You know when you're asleep and like something's bothering you, but you don't know yet. You can't figure it out. It was light. Like light was kind of fucking with me. Yeah. And uh, and then I started to feel like a, a little bit of a rumble. And I I look up. I wake up. I jog too. And I like wake up. And I'm like, guys, what is going on? And right as I start to wake up and I jog Dale awake, and I'm like, do you feel this? A fucking train goes by. Oh my, oh my god. god. We were four feet off the train tracks. Oh, Jesus. Like, literally, like, facing the train tracks. They're like, and, like, the whole fucking blazer shaking. And we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we're like, so it's going, like, left to right in front of you, right in front of the car. Yeah, it's going, it is going left to right in front of us. And, uh, and we're like, you know, it scares the shit out of us. We all laugh about it. Dale backs up, like, five feet, so we're a little further away from the trains. And we're like, what are the odds another train's going to come by? Oh, no. And so we just go back to sleep. Start to fall asleep again. Close my eyes. I get hit with the light pollution again, like something bright. This is so much worse. And uh, <laughs> I open my eyes again. I'm not feeling the, the shake, right? And I open my eyes again to see what, like, where the train is coming from or whatever. And I look, and there's a truck coming from the woods on this dirt path that we're in. That, like, like, so basically, like, there's, a, there's a warehouse behind us. We like, drove around a parking lot, then drove off onto a little dirt road a little bit off the parking lot which is in front of us is a trail railroad tracks and then the dirt path goes further into the woods. You don't recognize all this at two in the morning when we're parking, right? But um, I'm able to kind of see all this illuminated now because there is a truck coming at us from the woods and the truck crosses the railroad tracks. It pulls right up in front of our car or in front of our blazer so that it's like maybe two feet in front of it. Like it's almost touching our, its grill is almost touching our grill. And I say truck, it, it must have been an SUV. Uh, four doors opened up all at once. And I go, Dale, get the fuck out of here. Dale opens up. He sees it. He just backs up. And we got the fuck out of there. And then we slept at a Walmart. But to this day, <laughs> I have no idea who was in that truck at 3.30 or 4 in the morning coming from the woods who all decided at the same time, 
we're going to get out of this car and see what's in this car. And I, I, I always wonder, like, if we had been heavier sleepers, yeah. would, I, would we would be dead? Best, you know? best would, case scenario uh -huh. is it was like the railroad company coming to investigate what the fuck's going on, who's by the track. Like, uh -huh. the engineer reported uh, something. Uh -huh. I'm being optimistic here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most likely, not the case. Yeah, you know how the railroad company is always sending an SUV with four guys over yeah. to investigate? <laughs> but, like, Dale, to make just, you feel better. Dale put it in reverse and started backing up, and nobody ever came out of the truck. Just the doors stayed open, and we just got the fuck out of there. Wow. And no idea, no idea who uh, those people were, what was going on, any of that. Just, uh... Scared had, me off of sleeping in parking lots for a, probably a decade after that. I had no idea where that story was going. I was half convinced you were going to say that he backed up over onto another set of railroad tracks. <laughs> we were caught in between. No, no. Just that we were like four feet away from getting hit by a train without realizing it. And then like maybe two feet away from getting uh, robbed and murdered, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a classmate of mine uh, actually was in a truck that got hit by a train in San Antonio. Oh, wow. Really? He lived. Uh, but, yeah, he was. God, it's probably been like 20 years ago now or so. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's like one of those stories you always hear. Driving his truck, it stalled, didn't want to, like, all of a sudden died. He didn't realize it stopped on a train track. He was, like, trying to start it and crank it over, and a train came and hit him from the passenger side of the truck. <laughs> Uh, and like dragged him for a mile or something. Was he very injured? Not that bad. Okay. Uh, relative, considering, considering that yeah. uh, all things said, he had like no lasting effects. You know, he might have gone to the hospital for like a day, and then that was it. I wonder what. Not not to uh, minimize the the trauma that he and anybody who gets hit by a train goes through, but I wonder what kind of damage that does to a train. Like, is the train it's able to nothing. continue <laughs> to operate <laughs> yeah, after I'm that? Sure it's fine. Does yeah. it have to go through like a recertification process so, where they? I used to ride the train a lot in San Diego. Like, uh, like train like hopping? Am Amtrak. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got your bindle. Train. You, you were like, I, uh, so I, tacked, I, I, would, I would wrap my, my handkerchief and put it on the back of my stick, uh, throw away my can of open beans, and <laughs> hop the rails. Uh, would ride it up. You know, you go to Oceanside. You know, it's like an hour away, so you take the Amtrak, you can drink, and, you know, there's mm. stuff, whatever. Um, so many people would commit suicide by train. Mm. The, and the only thing that would happen, I would talk to the conductor. You make friends with the with the people yeah. that are on the train and everything. And I'm like, what usually happens? You hit a car. We have to stop for two hours. We they put us on a bus and we have to keep going or whatever. What usually happens to the train? And the guy's like, honestly, when it's people, they clean it up and then it's operating like the next yeah. day. Ooh. When it's cars, they kind of have to put it through a process to like check to make sure that like nothing went under the wheel. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's like, more often than not. You know, he's like, it's, he, I think he explained it. He's like, imagine a horse kind of like hitting a, like a cat. That's about what it's like. Yeah. The horse is going to be largely okay. Yeah. The cat's not. You're going to keep using that horse. Yeah. That's sort of how it operates. Train and I'm big. Like, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, cause you never think about the logistics of like, there's gotta be people who go out and invest it. You can't move it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Cause they have to investigate, you know, it hit a fucking car. But then afterward they take it to like the depot and go. Yeah, it looks okay. Looks like a train, and then it's back on the rails. I uh, I was in Kuwait one time doing a story on some infantrymen, and I was in the back of a Bradley fighting vehicle, and uh, we went over a berm going pretty fast in this thing. I don't remember how fast it went, but probably 10 miles an hour feels pretty fast in a Bradley fighting vehicle when you're jostling around in the back of it. And uh, 
we came went over a berm and there was no time for the dude to turn. It was a goat and he slammed into a goat going maybe 30 or 40, I don't know. Yeah. But man, we got out and looked. It was just blood and fur. Like it it disintegrated that goat. I felt so bad about that. Yeah. I also found a boot with a foot in it that day. Oh my god. Yeah. A goat foot? Uh, no. No, like a <laughs> like a, goat a, in a boot. Like a leftover from the uh, from the from war. the invasion. Yeah. yeah, from the 91 war. Oh, uh, man. I don't know if it was US or Iraqi or Kuwaiti, but it was fucking gross. You ever think about how Just fast out in the desert 30 miles an hour is when you're in a car versus how fast 30 miles an hour is when you're outside of a car? Oh, absolutely. It's ridiculous. If, if you, if you, unprotected outside of a car, if you started moving like 15 miles an hour, you'd be like, holy shit, this is too fast. Like those scooters that yeah, people are dude. always getting hurt on. Like you get those to top speed, like this is too fast. Even yeah. on a bike, sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like I should be going this, like a bicycle. Yes. I, like got, I shouldn't be going this fast. I got my e-bike up to 37 what? last week. That's and, about uh, how fast you throw. It, yeah, <laughs> almost as fast <laughs> as I throw. And uh, going down a hill over by off Lamar. And uh, I... Uh, I felt like I was going to break the sound barrier. Yeah. And I also thought, like, one pebble and that's it. I'm over. Like, if there's get, no more Jeff. If I get my e-bike to 25, I'm like, oh, shit. i got to slow down. I start looking at the, <laughs> at the road going by like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to make contact with that. 25's pretty fast. Yeah. 25's pretty fast. Oh, no. No thanks. Man. Thir- that, yeah, 37 scared the shit out of me. That's crazy. Yeah. How's stopping going 37? Uh, it was fine. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You just kind of scoot until you're done scooting? Yeah, you just saying you kind of level out yeah. when you when the when the hill's over, and then you just kind of, yeah. Then just mash on the brakes <laughs> yeah. as hard as you can. I was going down, guess you, you'll know where this is. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're if going uh, down Barton Springs, there's a uh, right, there's two entrances to Barton Springs, but mo- most people don't know this for some reason. Mm-hmm. There's the north entrance and the what's considered the south entrance, even though that's east and west, honestly. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. But, like, when you go to buy the tickets, it's always like, are you going to the north or the south? And you're like, how the fuck does that make... I mean, I guess the north entrance is four feet further north than yeah. the south entrance, but it really is an east and west thing. But if you go in the west side, which is where the, the baseball fields and stuff are, it's kind of like the back entrance yeah. you can go in. Up there in that neighborhood where, like, Flipnotish used to be, there's a hill that goes straight oh, I know down that and, hill. like, feeds yeah. right into that parking lot. That's where I, where I did it. Oh, coming man. down that hill. That is a steep hill. Super I would not want to, want to be going that fast because you you probably have to stop at the bottom of that hill. Well, yeah, you, well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> like it's like I hope there's nobody stopped waiting to turn because I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go right through them. You'll be that goat. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to. I'm just gonna be blood and fur. Today's episode sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Uh, you know me, I love online shopping. I do online shopping as opposed to in-person whenever possible because uh, I don't like going outside. Uh, but I'm sure like me, you, uh, whenever you're checking out, you see that promo code field that's empty and you think, hmm, what could I put in there to save money? Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You just wait a couple seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for the site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you watch the prices drop. I'm always amazed at how many different sites Honey works on everywhere. Uh, I, just, I, f- I forget that it's there and it just pops up at, uh, at the at the best possible moment to save money. So whether uh, I'm looking for clothes, whether I'm looking for so- accessories like sunglasses, uh, you name it, it's there saving money. I don't even have to think about it. Uh, there's free money to be saved there. All you have to do is just use Honey. And Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It also works in your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone. Save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. I never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com anima. That's joinhoney.com anima.
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard about Mint Mobile uh, and how they offer premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, you know, I thought, of course, what's the catch? Uh, but after talking to them and using their service, it all makes sense. Uh, there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. The quality of the service is amazing. There's no difference between it and whatever big wireless provider uh, you've used in the past. Uh, I tried it out myself uh, and it's super easy to set up, super easy to use. And the service is the same. It's you just swap it out and it's like nothing. All your stuff, you keep, you keep your same phone, all your contacts, all your apps, everything's still there. The service is still there. And I, I, oddly enough, there's also more money in your pocket. Uh, so for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint, family start at just two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com anma. That's mintmobile.com anma. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com anma. If you want to avoid boring, basic, and bland gifts this year, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable, truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. And in fact, uh, here's a few stocking stuffers I found looking through their site. You could get customizable uh, names written in a snowflake, an ornament for the holiday season, which is coming up right now. Uh, you get uh, beer koozies that look like little coats, cold beer coats. Uh, isn't that pretty cool? I want I want my, my cold beverage to have personality with a coat. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, cast iron garlic roaster. Who doesn't love some roast garlic? Maybe vampires, but I love it myself. Well, when you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the United States. Uh, they have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts you can find just anywhere. Uh, and with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com anma. That's uncommongoods.com anma for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. I remember the name of that documentary. It's uh, the, the Lady and the Dale. The, the car, Lady and the Dale. The car was the Dale. Oh, okay. Oh, this is the car from the seven... No, not an electric car. It was a three-wheel car. It was a three-wheel car. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, great. Really super... Four-part documentary. I super see those three-wheel cars driving all over Austin all the time that look like... like they look like when the Batmobile separated yeah. and, and like Michael Keaton, and he's just like the Bat-Cop trike. I feel like people think they look really cool in those. They don't. Uh, <laughs> no. I think the people who are buying them are a little bit older and a little bit more retired, Maybe and they're so. thinking they're looking real cool. Maybe. Just a lot of Batman fans. Yeah, but <laughs> Bat fans. Uh, yeah, I feel like you see those quite a bit. Do they rent those or something, or do are people no, no, actually no. own those? I think you can buy them for like thirty six grand there's or something. Pe there's That's people in my neighborhood who have them. Yeah. Oh wow. I see them all. The I see people in my neighborhood who have those, and people in my neighborhood who have those spokes that stick out like a foot and a half from like the sides yeah. of like their cars, yeah. from like the like the wheel spokes. You ever see those? Yeah, like it's like it's Road Warrior. And yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like swangers. Yeah, what? Swangers. Swangers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a name. 
I guess I never thought about it. I used, to live, I used to live in Houston. That's where they're from. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, we, that's, a, that's a Houston estate. I mean, you call it Screwston if he was really from there. But, you know. <laughs> from the third coast, baby. <laughs> I, used to, uh, I used to live in Lamar. Speaking of which, we should get into this sometime. But early in the like in the late '90s, early 2000s, Gus was a he was a hip hop artist. He had he used to sell chopped and screwed albums all the time. Uh, all the time, it. way ahead of my time. Me and Mike Jones were tight. You were a chopped and screwed <laughs> no, artist. You, no. <laughs> Damn, that would be sick. No, but you could not go anywhere in Austin, Texas. Without being harassed <laughs> what, for a chopped and screwed CD in a parking lot, or at like, I had a, I had a guy try to. I got my hair cut one time on South First, and I had a guy almost wouldn't let me leave without buying his chopped and screwed CD. One, and I'm like, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not interested. One time I was leaving the HEB over there at the Hancock Center, and I was coming out of that entrance, like on 43rd Street, over by where the Freebirds is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was like a dude who's like waving me down, like flagging me down, like, oh shit, this guy needs help. Uh, so like, I stopped my car, rolled down the window. He's like, hey, uh, want to buy a CD? <laughs> I was like, I'll make you. <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to get out of. I got my. I got ice cream here. I gotta go. That uh. <laughs> that that <laughs> that free. <laughs> that free. <laughs> this CD will go great with my ice cream. <laughs> that Freebirds. That Freebirds is where we uh, gave our first in-person interview. I don't know if you remember that. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it was, oh, it was outside. It was me, you, and Bernie. We were sitting outside of yeah, the, to the yeah. right, uh, or to the left, if you're looking at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, the only thing I remember about it, I think it was with the Statesman or the Chronicle, the only thing I remember about it is I went inside, it was such a novelty that we were doing this, I went inside to go to the bathroom, and I came out, and I saw Bernie with a fork stabbing my burrito yeah. over and over again. <laughs> he would do that. It, 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 it was still wrapped up in this, you know, the foil. The tin foil, and he was just like stabbing tin foil into my burrito, and I was just like, this... That, that, that's that was, what he did. That's Bernie. I mean, that's how we. Li- that was our life. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, that's going to be a long career. That, that was not the first time he did that, and that was not the last time he did that. Maddest I ever got at him. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I was hoping we'd go here. Maddest I ever got. Well, maybe not the mad. One of the maddest times I've ever been at Bernie in my entire life. Sunday night, mm-hmm. literally 7 p.m. I'm getting free bird that from that free birds for my family for dinner. Uh, we were like, you know, Millie was probably three or four. We were just having a, like, I, I was going to pick up free birds to come home. We were just going to do whatever on a Sunday night Se- after 7 PM. I get the burritos. I'm like headed home. Bernie calls me and he's like, Hey, I need you to come in right now. And I'm like, come in where? And he's like, come into RT. This is when we were still in the apartment. The apartment in Buda. In Buda. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, Matt and I are here. Gus is on the way. Uh, I need you again. We got to film something right now. And I'm like, dude, it is almost eight o'clock on a Sunday night. I, can we just do it tomorrow? And he's like, no, I desperately need you here. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember because it wasn't yeah, important. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. I like hand off their burritos. I take my burrito and I drive down to Buda, 25 minutes down to Buda, and I get there. And Bernie and Matt are hammered. I don't remember if you were there yet or not. Bernie you got there before me. Bernie was drunk as shit, and Matt was drunk, and they were f- having fun. They were just dicking around, and there was no real reason for me to yeah. be there. We ended up filming something. There was no real reason for me to be there, but I remember I got in front of the Xboxes, and I sat down on the ground, which is where I would have, like, all the controllers. 16 yeah. controllers laid out, yeah. and then color-coordinated, and that's kind of where I worked, on the ground, and I would just, like... Because it was, like, easier to pick them up and set them down, and, like, because it was, like, fucking... There's so many. It was musical chairs yeah. with <laughs> controllers. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a intense process making Machinima back then. And uh, and I had my burrito, and I fucking opened the, the like the the foil the foil off the top of it, and I like set it down for a second, and I went to like move something with a controller, and Bernie looked at me, and he was just sitting in the chair above me, 
Well, that's Bernie does because he's better than you, right? And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm. In, that's mean. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving Bernie shit. Uh, but uh, he's fucking. He's fucking just sitting there with pants and a shirt and barefoot. I say barefoot. This is important. And he just looked at me and he started laughing to himself. And he took his big toe and he just jammed it into my burrito. Yeah. And he just wiggled yeah. his toe in my burrito. Yeah. And so I just picked up my burrito and I threw it away. And then I don't think I spoke to anybody the rest of the night. And yeah. I just fucking filmed and left. Yeah. Man, That's that, was, that sucked. That really sucked. I was so angry. I had been looking forward to that burrito for like 45 minutes at that point. It was cold. It was already cold yeah. at that point. I knew it was going to be a shitty burrito, from, but I was just hungry. Best case scenario from the Hancock Center to that apartment in Buda, you're looking at a 30-minute drive? It's 30 minutes. So and I, I had far. to go home first yeah. to yeah. drop off other burritos on the way. Yeah. That's so far. Yeah. On the he, bright side, it was a Sunday evening, so maybe traffic was light. It was also he, 15 years ago, maybe. He was so entertained with him yeah. and that. He's probably, if I had to guess, he's probably still laughing about it right now, somewhere. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you texted him about it, he would yeah. Oh, he would tell you, he'd regale you with the tale of the time he put his toe in your burrito. That's a burrito I'll never get back. That's sad. For the rest yeah. of my, if I live 150 years, I'll never get that burrito back. Ugh, yeah. I, I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. It was, a, it was interesting working in such small quarters like it was a one bedroom apartment yeah. and there were one two three four six of us in there it was you yeah me, six nathan jason, jason bernie, bernie and matt. matt uh back then dude if you want a reason it, it, not that anybody needs a reason to like jason saldana he was the phenomenal dude he was a great guest only guest we've had so far at anima right yeah he's a great guest although you know us. <clears throat> <laughs> Don't die, dude. You're not gonna lift 150 with a Jesus slam Christ. like that. You know who? Uh, you know who I was thinking about? We should have on Anima uh. sometime soon. Becca. Oh, that would be good. Uh, Becca would be a great. I was talking to her the other day, and I was thinking, man, Becca would be a great guest for this. She knows Austin so well, yeah, and she's been around for so much of this stuff. I mean, you guys can reach out, but I can I can hit her up and see if she wants to do it soon. I think it'd be yeah. great. Okay. Um, you know, I met Becca when we were little kids. Really? Yeah, she grew up like in the next small town over, oh, and our hey, she was from Carrizo Springs yeah. or whatever, right? Our moms went to high school together. Uh, yeah, in like this really small town uh, out on the border, and so like I met Becca when I was like ten. Jeez. That's wild. <laughs> and then like obviously never kept up with it. We did, we yeah. lived in a different town. And then like moving to Eagle or moving to Austin like decades later, like oh yeah, I know you. <laughs> like we met when we were. Like when we were ten. Wow, what a small world. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. Yeah, we should absolutely have her have her on. I was gonna, I was going somewhere, but I lost it in the my aside of uh, saying we should invite Becca. Yeah, that sounds but, right. Um, uh, you, you were saying the great thing about Jason. Oh, is that one one of the things that I will forever love about Jason is that he only worked in that office because it was supposed to be <laughs> it was supposed to be me, Bernie, Gus, and Matt and Nathan. Jason just. Showed up one day and said, "Where's my Where's my desk?" And we we're like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know." Did you wanna? And he was just like, "Yeah, man." And uh, he left and he came back and he bought a desk and he stuck it where the washer and the dryer were supposed to go, you know, because we didn't have yeah. one. And he was just like, "I'm here now and I, I'm a full time employee and yeah. this is where I work." And we we're like, "Okay,", okay yeah. and that's how that's you, how he ended up working full time with us. Do you remember one of the worst arguments that all of us ever had? It's related to that office. The Target trip. Oh. That was Matt's fault, right? <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. I don't remember the particulars. I just remember that Matt f Matt did something. No one could agree on what stupid desk to buy. It's like we all had to have the same desk for some reason. Yeah. And no, every, we wanted, everyone wanted a different desk. And for some reason, we 
we no one would agree to get different desks. We all had to get the same one. <laughs> we eventually uh, like everyone's pissed off at each other because we end up with desks that nobody likes. Go to pay for it, and then remember he got his credit card locked because he got in a fight with. He got into a fight American, with the cashier. Yeah, and they got into a fight with the, American uh, Express. Yeah, the the credit card issuer, and then we couldn't buy anything as a result. And we had to go back the next day to buy the desks. Yeah, that we didn't I remember like. that. Like, I, yeah, we were fucking, we were all in a bad mood, and we went to Target. That was our compromise because earlier that day, I remember this. We went to the Office Max or Staples or whatever down on uh, Brody. Like down in that shopping area, yeah, yeah, and we got weirded out because there was a family that homeschooled their kids <laughs> on a field trip, and there were oh, like oh, I forgot about 10, that. It was like maybe two families and like ten homeschooled kids on a field trip to like Office Max, running around just being learning weird about retail and learning or about whatever. Re- yeah, and it, we just got kind of weirded out. We were just like, let's go somewhere else, and we went to Target. I remember that. Yeah. Um. Wow, there was a there was a another story I remember uh, that also happened in that Buda apartment where uh, you know we would uh, the company was still very young and still growing and we had some cash. I don't remember why we had the cash. We might have got, gone to an Convention, event, probably. Uh, yeah, and sold some merchandise and had cash <laughs> we needed to deposit. And we at the time we had a PO box in was the PO box in San Marcos? I think the PO box was in San Marcos. I don't think it was ever in San Marcos. It was next to TNI. No, it was like we had like at a at a UPS store or something, like a, or oh. mailboxes, etc. I think for a very brief time it was in maybe San after we left. Well, I do remember that we had all quit RT at that point, or not RT. This is RT. We'd all quit T and I at that yeah. point. We'd all quit T and I at that point, and it was annoying that we still had our PO box over by T and I, and somebody would have to drive over yeah. to down Burleson to go there. But, but so I maybe we did move it before that. I think we, oh, we okay. had it in uh, in Sam. Whatever it doesn't matter. We we had it. Uh, so it was like we had all this cash we needed to deposit. We're like we need to go down and check the PO box to see if there's any mail in order. So it's like okay, let's go down. We'll all go together. Whatever it was like four of us. Uh, we're gonna go deposit this cash uh, at the bank, Bank of America, and then we're gonna well, what I don't know why I said Bank of America. <laughs> we're gonna go to the bank, deposit the cash, check the PO box, and we'll grab lunch while we're down there. Uh, there's a long line at the bank. So uh, Bernie's like, all right, let's just uh, deposit the cash in the ATM. Okay, fine. Deposit the cash in the ATM. I don't remember how much cash it was, $15,000 or something. If it's the story, I think it is. I do remember how much cash it was, but let me see, <laughs> okay. let me see if it's the same story. <laughs> okay, and then uh, deposit the cash in the ATM, go check the P.O. box, eat lunch, um, you know, go back uh, to the office, and then uh, the confirmation for the deposit comes through, and the confirmation for the deposit is like, it was two thousand dollars. Was the confirmation? Was, yeah. Oh, it was, it, and it was two thousand dollars less than we were expecting it oh. to be. And we we're like, someone stole the money because the money had been in the in the office for a couple of days before we had a chance to go yeah. deposit it. Mm-hmm. And we all had to like sit down in that living room. We had like a clearly we had like a, a, a like a roundtable meeting where it was like, all right, somebody in this room stole two thousand dollars. Right. It's like we're not going to no judgment if we're all going to leave for the day whenever we leave. If the, if we come back in tomorrow morning and the two thousand dollars is just sitting on the table, there will be no further questions, no repercussions, no repercussions. We're not going to care. We just want to get that money back. We but know how much money we were supposed to have, and the bank told us it was two thousand dollars less than it should have been. But if we find out who took it, we're, you're done. Uh-huh. Like we're done professionally. And it was like the end of the good and the bad of the ugly. Yeah, like lots of like side eyes and like everyone looking at you. Like could it been you? Everybody blaming everybody. It's like I know it wasn't me. Yeah, I, I didn't take it. Right. Like why the fuck would I take yeah. it? You know? Yeah, like I. I I had access to the, whatever. Uh, so then we're all, we're, everyone goes home. And it's like, 
don't know about for you, but for me, it was like a sleepless night. Yeah, like, it was tense. Yeah, I was like, oh man, is the money going to be there? What's going to happen? But I'm like, we- are we going to have to fucking fire Jason now because he stole $2,000? <laughs> <laughs> we all show up the next morning, open the door, money's no, no money there. That's yeah. Like, oh, so then, then now Bernie it's was pissed. now it's intense. Uh-huh. Now it's like, oh, someone took it. They didn't return it. They're like doubling down on this. Like yeah. this was their out. That window has closed, and uh, they're like, like that. That first that morning was like no one said a word to each other. Yeah. Everyone just like sat down and like did the work they needed to do, and everyone was just like really pissed off at each other. And around noon or 1 p.m., we get a call from the bank. And they're like, hey, uh, we miscounted your deposit. <laughs> we just want to let you know, we realized we miscounted your deposit. We shortaged you $2,000. We've corrected it. Oh, my God. So we had like 24 hours, or not quite 24, almost 24 hours of just like intense finger pointing. Just because, And it was a bank error because we yeah. deposited at the ATM Ew. and they had miscounted the money. <laughs> almost the end of everything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, it got real hairy real fast. Man, that was, yeah, that was nuts. Um, Bernie texted me out of nowhere in the middle of this and said, hey, thinking of you, just have a picture of Budweiser or whatever. <laughs> and I just said, speak of the devil, just heard about how you stuck a toe in Jeff's burrito. <laughs> what, has he replied? All he said was, it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out of nowhere. <laughs> I did not reach out to him. He just went thinking of you. Uh, I'm sure he regrets it now. <laughs> It was a different time. Oh, oh. my God, dude. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, I thought that was really great. Uh, uh, now you look at the $2,000 incident, and do you think about how it would have gone the other way if they never corrected their error? Man, I don't remember. We were falling apart. Yeah. I, like Really quickly. It, it was bad. <laughs> it I was so dumb, too, because it was like, I mean, $2,000 is a lot of money, but like, why? I don't know why anybody would have taken it. In front of everybody else. And, and we had had cash from events before. It's not like we had just started having it. Like, everyone had always had... It's not like we had money laying around everywhere, but everyone knew where it was kept. Everyone knew, right. like... and if somebody wanted to steal... The thing that uh, pissed me off was that if somebody really wanted to steal money... Like, Gus and I would go to a convention in fucking Oticon in Baltimore and yeah. make, like, 20 grand for the company. We could have just fudged the numbers... Right. <laughs> on the fucking on just, my sales like, sheet, yeah, yeah, and here. been like, "Oh, we uh, made fourteen you're, you're grand, fifty dollars, right into the pocket." You know, <laughs> and then like, and Bernie be like, "When did you get a new Mazda Miata?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, not that you know." Obviously, we never did that because we were right uh, cared about the company I, I and it had integrity. We but also never put our. I think we never put ourselves in a position where that was even possible. Right, like no one was ever. Not like because we didn't trust each other, but no one was ever alone with it. Yeah. It was always like a couple of people working, a couple of people doing the counting together, yeah. a couple of people like moving it around just for safety. That's, you know. Also, wow. I just trusted you guys with my life at yeah. that point. You know, like I, I, it didn't cross my mind that anybody like I, I didn't, it didn't, I, it didn't cross my mind that people would do that. You do that, yeah. Not that you guys. Well, we're all. I wouldn't. I don't know why you would. You we're know? all working together on something. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like I never thought about. We should have done that at Mega 64. We should have just been like embezzling money or figuring something out, but we just, it never occurred. We all, yeah. everyone was, yeah. I think it's everyone pulling in the same direction. Right. Yeah. You go to the convention and everyone's like, you trust each other with the money. No one's like, no one's pinching anything. No one's like for, forging anything. It, yeah. it all just works. Yeah. Man, that's probably, honestly, 
in terms of business, that's probably really fucking rare. Yeah. Well, it's probably so rare. Nobody ever pulled in the same direction harder than the six of us those first like seven yeah. years. You know, it was, God, it was so probably much similar work. to Mega. Like, oh yeah, it was like Mega sixty four, but with a work ethic. Oh, it was like, that, hey, that is a great way to describe Rooster Teeth because yeah. it was you guys quitting jobs where you had like management training and skills, and then <laughs> quitting jobs <laughs> at Blockbuster is <laughs> a little different. Um, we are right around that 50-minute mark. Oh, so wow. I do. I, I know, right? I want to start rapping how those gums treat you. Uh, they're okay. Yeah, a little itchy. Um, yeah. So I want to get to your guess. You said that you had a guess oh. for the name. I was, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was reading on Reddit the other day in AMA, and I got thinking, asking me anything. <laughs> Anima. <laughs> Asking no, that's it's not. Funny. It's not. A, it's not a take on a Reddit that, that, AMA. Asking me anything. That's funny. Asking me. Ask. Ask. I, I will say it's not asking me anything, and it's not asking me anything. Okay. Okay. So no. All right. Well, that um, was my guess. Here's. Uh, I have a couple like of guesses it. from from fans. Uh, Jordan B says, and I'm Gustavo. <laughs> no. no. Oh, okay. I thought that was a. Uh, I'd be. A, I'd at least add a G or a V if that was. A, oh, I yeah. guess Dream Logic. Who knows? Austin Memories again, from Craig M. Mm-mm. No. Um, Ironically, it's, it stands for Craig M. <laughs> um let's see what's another good guest uh austin memoria from, mm. that's from being miss no i think that that might be the case if we were like bitching about austin and we said it was dead yeah uh, a nostalgic machinima podcast from <laughs> foul tarnished we did talk about machinima today but no yeah um uh, this will be the last guest this is from timothy t anma anomaly uh, no. Okay. Well. Timmy T. I was think I was thinking about Timmy T the other day. Oh yeah. Remember uh he he had that uh that cover of that one more try song in like the 91? Timmy T. You don't remember this? No. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> no. It's terrible. Well, thanks Timmy T. Uh, oh man, speaking of uh of old songs though, guess what I heard on the radio as I was coming in today? Hmm. A fucking Todd Rundgren song. Oh, oh yeah. Greatest was hits? it was it boom boom out go the lights? No, it was uh, a different one. I'm not a f- I'm not in the Todd Rundgren world, but I was just like holy a, shit. Not a run girl run the- lover. Run- <laughs> I'm not a run grunner. Run head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was weird. Huh. Yeah. Uh so let's talk about turnstile briefly and then wrap this thing up. We talked about the Six. coffee a little bit. That's an insanely high number for the coffee five, that we just five, drank. Five. That's an insanely high number for the coffee we just drank. I'd agree with a six. I think mine was stronger than yours. I think like because they put he put the espresso in. It was definitely watered down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think mine was probably more coffee than yours was. Uh, I just saw somebody pull up to the drive-through. So the drive-through closed. So they sat there for a minute, and then they went around to the other side and sat there for a minute, and then came back around here and looked at us, and then went up and came back around and then drove away. Oh, I, saw, I saw them drive away over uh-huh. here. Okay. Here's one thing in support of Turnstile, I'll say. Uh-huh. You may get a watered-down iced coffee that's not up to par, but if you sit outside, you will be entertained watching people try to figure out how to be a customer. A hundred percent. This is not an easy place to be a customer of. It's like an escape room. <laughs> where you're like, I'm just trying to escape thirst, you're, and they're not letting me. You're, you're, do you drink coffee because you're thirsty? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I think this is probably a hopping spot before an Austin FC game. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I bet this place is going off before an Austin. Like, you grab a couple of beers from that bar and you come out here and then you hammered walk up to Q2 mm-hmm. and then keep drinking. All they have in there 
<laughs> they have Dos Equis, they have Heineken, and they have Michelob. And then, like, a couple of, like, local beers. Yeah, yeah, But that is what Q2 has. Fucking, would I ride a bike to get here? Michelob, get real. <laughs> <laughs> like, pathetic. Pathetic. Uh, great stadium, though. Don't know what Q2 does. Don't want to find out. I have no idea. No idea. Have season no tickets for two years. Don't know what Q2 Thanks, does. Thanks, Q2. Yep. Thank you for, I, I'm just going to guess, your internet line laying i yeah i i I appreciate your cabling yep yeah (laughs) way to go guys yep you did it uh anything else about this area because i don't know how often we're going to be coming up to the domain north austin north north austin kind of area uh can't imagine that you guys came up a lot here just to play basketball yeah (laughs) i did a a field trip here one year when i was in uh in math camp (laughs) we went to the pickle research center how was it uh it was interesting they had like a cray supercomputer in there that we got to like see and see all that stuff works they have some crazy big like equipment outside for like moving connexes and stuff that's really really impressive yeah i drive i ride my bike over here sometimes supposedly also in the daytime you can cut through the pickle research center as a bike trail i've never done it i've just been a little intimidated by it but supposedly it's totally fine if it's open you can walk or ride through there's like trails that go through isn't it. there like aren't there like rumors that they have a nuclear reactor in yeah, the basement yeah yeah supposedly somewhere in austin i don't know if it's at the pickle I, I thought i was i thought the common I thought conventional campus, wisdom but... is that well this is part of ut property oh yeah. conventional wisdom is that it's here at the pickle research center huh. yeah well well there you go well but, if you want to follow us uh you can at animal podcast on instagram and on twitter uh, we all know what that stands for yeah we all know <laughs> what it stands for uh and one day we'll all let you know since we all know again Maybe. stop you can send your guesses to at Anima Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. Don't send them to me. I don't know why you keep doing it. Stop. I'm being really clear. Stop. <laughs> Stop sending them to me. I have. I respond to you and I go, I don't know. And then they go, that's my guess. And I go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. I don't. I'm taking the guesses from the Twitter where you tweet at Anima, not at me. So send them to Eric. God that's damn what it. I'm getting. Um. Well, thanks for listening. Any parting words for the folks? You drank half your coffee, and that's it. I had a, I had a giant coffee before I came here this morning. So uh, did I. Me I'm, too. I'm super yeah. caffeinated. It's my here. third coffee today. Yeah, I'm, fly, I'm ready to fly home. Any uh, uh, conventional wisdom or words of wisdom for people at home? Um, d- stay anima. I don't know. I said, I said that once before already. That's, uh, stay anima. I think we can all agree with that. I don't think that's going to be. It's cold. I don't think that's going to be the cold. catchphrase. It's cold. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs>